Welcome to Booked, where two guys tell you about the books they're reading. I'm Livia Snedden. And I'm Rob Olson. This is an interlude episode that you're hearing about a week-ish from um, our review of Baby Teeth. However, we're recording it about less than 24 hours uh, from when we recorded that review because I am hitting the open road. On the road again. Rob can't wait to get on the road again. Is that Willie Nelson? Yes. Oh, man, Willie Nelson. It was actually me, though, dude. I'm sorry. I was oh. trying to trick you into thinking it was Willie Nelson. No, thought, that was just me pretending to be Willie Nelson. I thought that was our biggest celebrity guest to date. Do you know what his um, celebrity nickname is? No. He's the redheaded stranger. Oh, yeah. I guess I... Uh, if you would have said, who is the redheaded stranger, I would have said Willie Nelson. Yeah. But I don't think I could have put it together the other way around. Um, yeah, on the road. So you're road tripping with a former booked intern. Yeah. Um, Ryan, Ryan, all the way, all the way to Texas, which is, I mean, almost as far as you can go, right? I guess technically California is farther, but it's it, farther. It, yeah. It's a lot farther. Yeah. It's about twice yeah. the distance. Is it twice the distance? Yeah. Really? It's about, it's a little, it's probably 950 miles where I'm going. And are you using, are you using around? earth map for that or <laughs> yes all right maybe that's why all right never yeah. mind let's let's not get into this on the podcast um <laughs> i will miss you next week but i'm glad that we have this opportunity to to do this ahead of time although much like the last few interludes there's very very little on the actual agenda so who knows this podcast could go four hours and be brilliant or it could go 20 minutes and be us talking about your trip that hasn't happened yet yeah well I, I'm 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 giving us a 20 minute guarantee. <laughs> We're gonna go at least those 20 minutes. Yeah. All right. Sure. So, are you guys flying? I guess we haven't talked about this. Are you Are you flying or are you driving? It's actually uh, we're driving. We're driving, and so. Um, we're not doing it all one shot. It would probably be about 17, 18 hours uh, to drive straight through. So uh, we're the first leg. Chicago to Memphis is happening tomorrow. Um, and then Memphis to Austin the following day. Nice. Um, I don't, I, the only time I was ever in Memphis was in the airport in a mm. connecting flight. One of those, like, I'm so poor, but I need to travel somewhere that instead of taking a two hour and 15 minute flight, I take like an hour and 45 minute flight and then like another two hour flight to get yeah. to the place. that's only two hours and 15 minutes, but it saved <laughs> me like $12 on airfare. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never understand how that stuff works, but yeah. 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 Well, that's, yeah. Connecting flight to New Orleans once. And I don't remember. I think on the way there was Memphis and on the way back, it was like Atlanta and I didn't leave the airport in either, in either one of those um, situations. Which is, uh, yeah, you know, I really prefer driving to flying for many reasons. Um, it, it, it's going to be. Probably about the the same. Well, if you added up uh, the plane tickets that would cost for both of us versus how much it costs to rent a car and pay for gas there and back, it's probably going to be about equal to flying. Mm-hmm. But it's it's totally like on my terms. I go where I want when I want. I don't have eighty other people to fucking deal with. I don't have to worry about going through weird scanners and stuff and people getting X rays on my junk. I would have flown. All things being equal. I would have just saved the 16 hours, 14 yeah. hours, whatever the actual time difference is and flown. But 
you rented a car. I was going to ask. I don't know if you guys were going in uh, in Ryan's Mercedes, or, no. or if you're if you were going to push your car and see if you could make it. <laughs> he, yeah, he didn't want to uh, take the Mercedes out of the garage. So uh, right, yeah. and we didn't want to get into my 2009 Toyota Yaris hatchback with 134,000 miles on it. Um, so I rented a car. I rented a Ford Taurus Limited. Oh, interesting. So here's my first thing. Um, I didn't even know the Tauruses were still being manufactured. <laughs> or, or do you actually have, because when someone says Ford Taurus, I'm picturing definitely like a 1988 Ford Taurus. That's not what you're renting. No, it's assuming. a 2017. It's brand new. Um, and and that's the, I was, I've always kind of had like a, like a personal stigma toward the, like the Ford Taurus name. Cause it just seemed like the lame like dad car or whatever. Right. Was that your impression of it? Um, yeah, I was, I was never a fan. I don't know if I thought it was a dad. Oh, this is pretty. If you get like the upgraded one with like the little body kit on the front, that's kind of sexy looking. <laughs> so, um, I know. Do you rent, do you rent cars very often? Um, no, as a matter of fact, I, I think, I think never. You've never rented a car? I don't think I've ever rented a car. I mean, That's I remember, crazy. I guess I take that back. I mean, I know I've, I've had my car in the shop a couple times, but I think that was more like a, like an insurance, like, you know, they rent you a car loaner kind of <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. situation. So, I mean, it was rented, but it wasn't like I rent, you know, it was just like insurance. So yeah, go get a car because yours is going to be in the shop for a week or whatever. So the way that um, you don't get to rent like a specific type of car. Like they 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 do it by classes and like depending on which class you have like it's gonna cost more or less. And um, <laughs> they saw you coming there like there's no class motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Give him a Ford Taurus. You don't know That's how fucking close you are. You are like, <laughs> so I rented. I specifically chose because what I wanted was I wanted a sedan. I didn't want to drive an SUV, and I wanted a car that had less like cabin noise because um, that we Ryan and I were talking about the possibility of recording stuff. And I wanted a car that was going to keep a lot of the outside noise out. And I knew that, like, so I chose the the premium car class because it's like it's it it basically guarantees you like a full size sedan mm-hmm. um, that's not like the low trim level, like no features, like cranking windows and shit like that. Um, specifically because didn't want to drive an SUV and uh, I wanted a car that was going to kind of be quieter. And I figured, like, without going into paying, like, almost double for luxury, this was going to be, this was going to do the trick. So, um, I have a couple thoughts on that. First of all, the fact that they still have hand crank windows is really (laughs) just to shame people. Because I can't imagine, like, like, electric, uh, electronic, I guess they'd be electronic windows, right? Automatic windows, whatever they are, cannot possibly cost anything anymore. It's not like it's technology. Like, I actually remember right. when, like, power windows was, like, half the cars had power windows and half had the, the hand crank. At yeah. this point, they're just shaming you for being a cheap piece of shit when you're buying a car by <laughs> yeah. showing you that model. And then when you're like, I want this one, they're like, we're going to have to search some other dealers because this is just the one we show you. So we show you why, you know, yeah, it's you like, don't want it. Yeah. It's, it's the look at your life kind of model. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, essentially. Um, so that's what I, I that's what I reserved. And here's the thing. I live in uh, Lake Zurich, Illinois, which is a, is a smaller town, maybe, you know, what, 15,000 people. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's a Avis right in my town. And that's where I made the reservation. And I just like, you know, I took like a three minute like Uber 
from my apartment to the Avis because mm-hmm. I didn't want to walk it. Of course not. And they never have. I've I've rented from them here a few times. They like never have cars. Um, it, it's like whatever car happened to get dropped off there is the car you're getting, regardless of what you you know requested. And so I, I roll up and I'm like, hey, I'm, here I'm a little early, but I'm here to pick up my um my rental. And the guy's like, oh, we don't have anything in that class. I have I have that. And he points to a Chrysler Pacifica, which is a like a minivan. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want I don't want to drive a fucking minivan. I that's not what I reserved. And so we got in this whole big thing, and he's like, "Oh well, they're dropping off more cars from another location." And like, yeah, twelve fifteen, and my reservation was at twelve. I was like, "I'm going to go eat lunch," and I had this nice burger. And I come back, and the guy's like, "I got your car," and he pulls up uh, like a Jeep Compass, which is like a small SUV. Mm-hmm. I considered buying one um, oh, six years ago when yeah. I bought my I bought my Kia Sorento instead. I didn't like the way it drove, like the way it felt. So, Just you know, yeah. So like I'm like, well, this is hopeless. I take the Jeep Compass and immediately drive away, find a parking spot, and call customer service. And I'm like, hey, what the fuck? Because first of all, I think that that would have cost less than the amount I paid for um, the class that I reserved. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know what? We're really sorry. We're going to get you a, a, you know, we're going to switch a car for you. Can you drive to O'Hare? <laughs> Jesus. Which is about 20, 25 miles away, the fucking airport. And I was like, I was kind of pissed, but like basically no other Avis location in the suburbs of Chicago had a car of the class that I had reserved. Ah, yikes, man. And uh, and I knew I was more likely to get a car that I would like if I went to O'Hare. So I was like, fuck it, buddy. You let them know I'm coming. <laughs> so when I dropped off that and I... uh. Got my Ford Taurus, which is um, it's really nice. It's got like heated and AC leather seats. It's got a heated mm-hmm. steering wheel. Um, it's got all like these a, things will come in handy in August. All of that, yeah. The heated yeah. steering wheel I actually turned it on <laughs> just to see what it would be like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just got yeah. It's it's really it's got like an automatic sunshade for the back window. Like I push a button and this little little shade rolls up. Some fancy stuff. It's a fancy. It's a fancy car. Dude, the picture of like the high end model, I wasn't kidding. The one with like the weird trim kit on the front. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like a high end Audi. Yeah, it's a and big full size sedan. Yeah. And I didn't realize they start at $28,000. Yeah, dude. It's not what I expect from a Ford Taurus. I thought no, that was going to yeah. be like a, you know, $18,000 car. Yeah, a little shit kicker. Yeah. Well, this is fancy as hell. Like, it's got like, like lumbar. Adjustable lumbar support in the seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, remote start. Very nice. So when I'm in Austin, Texas, and it's 105 degrees, and we're walking toward the car, get a jump start on that AC. I wonder if that's the SHO model. That's Mm-mm. what I'm looking at online. Anyway. It's not the SHO. When you said, you want something with limited road noise, I was like, if he fucking tells like, <laughs> me that he, they told him, they're like, do you have like a, like a, like a podcast-friendly model? car like that's what i pictured and they were like yeah the taurus is the car preferred most by fucking podcasters that's that would be hilarious um Mm -hmm. well i do i I actually honestly this is a little bit weird so the reason that i wanted this type of car was because i'm in the market and i'll probably be buying a new car in the next like six months or so hopefully by october 
and I want a full-size sedan. And one of the things that I really want is a very quiet car. And um, it wasn't spe- <laughs> it wasn't specifically for podcasting, but now I think you kind of lit a spark. Maybe I'll just have a recorder kind of rig constantly in my new car. So I can just podcast from the car whenever I want to. I mean, maybe you should start reaching out to um, car manufacturers oh. for either a sponsorship, yeah, or to lead the charge. Because let's face it, yeah, I think you mentioned it on the episode last night. Like, how many people want to start a podcast? Oh my god, uh, yeah, yeah. And then the average, you know, they last five episodes, and then they go away. But just think, if a car company could claim to be the preferred vehicle of podcasters, yeah, for mobile podcasters. <laughs> I mean, the podcast that that truly we were closest to that started at the same time we did, did most of their episodes in a car. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, yeah. Y- you're absolutely right. I don't yeah. think the car was running. The Fatinay podcast yeah. um, originated in a car. For anybody who uh, did not listen to your one of book, to, which we talked about the Fatinay podcast a lot. It was uh, two friends of ours, Joe and Dan. It was a movie review podcast. Uh, that they would go see a movie. Oh, and I said that go- questioningly because I agree. Was it a movie? Well, <laughs> well but it was. It was <laughs> more than that because they also like reviewed one porn video a week. Yeah, but I guess those are movies too. But yeah, yeah, yeah they'd sit in a car outside the movie theater, which quite honestly was the best because I don't care what they had to say about the movie or whatever. But their reactions to people like walking past the car still classic, wonderful podcasting. <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you've got a thing. Maybe I should write some emails from booked stationery and be like, hey, I want to do a mobile podcast. I want to do mobile podcasting and I need a car that's very quiet. And I believe your car company could provide me with that car. I'll just go for broke. I'll ask them to just give me a car. Yeah. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? They just don't give me a car. And then we're in the same fucking place we are right now. They haven't given me a car yet. Correct. Yeah. And then as the places tell you no or don't respond, you could talk about how they're not the preferred podcasting vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be my podcast. Like rejections of car companies. (laughs) I don't don't know. I lost my thread there. Do you remember some years (laughs) ago? We were doing, I don't know how we came across it, but we stumbled across a review for reviews for the book, How to Avoid Big Ships. <laughs> no, I, I have no it's, recollection of this. I know I came across. I'm wondering if this didn't happen on the podcast. But there is a book um, that's available on That's really not available on Amazon. It's available only through like third party sellers. It's called How to Avoid Big Ships. And I don't know how these things happen. Um, but there are something like 1,800 reviews for the book, and they're all fake. This does not sound familiar at all. Yeah, I'm so, so fascinated. you should look this up, How to Avoid Big Ships, because maybe we didn't talk about it on the podcast. And I'll let you look at the featured review for it, like the, the top review that pops up, because this, this came up in a conversation at work. And I thought this, this happened on the podcast, and I was like, wait, this reminds me of a book that we talked about. Big boats or big ships? Big ships, How to Avoid Big Ships. I believe is the name of the book. That's got to get you close. It, it, okay. How do? All right. I see. How do I avoid huge ships? That's it. Huge ships. Sorry. Apologies. Huge ships. Oh yeah, and it's a paperback that costs one hundred sixteen dollars. 
Right. So scroll down to the to the top featured review and then understand that every review written for the book is a lot like that. And I'll let you kind of read a little bit about that. All right. Is it from Noel D. Hill? Is that the one you're talking about? I believe so. As the father of two teenagers, I found this book invaluable. I'm sure other parents here can empathize when I say I shudder at the thought of the increasing presence of huge ships in the lives of my children. Certainly remember the strain I caused so long ago for my parents when I began experimenting with... I see how this... I see where this is going. Long intercontinental voyages that kept my mom and dad up all night with worry. Don't even get me started on the international protocols when transporting perishable cargo. To think I was even younger than my kids are now. Huge ships are everywhere, and it doesn't help that the TV and movies make huge ships seem glamorous and cool. The book helped me really approach the subject of huge ships with my kids in an honest and non-judgmental way. Because of the insights this book provided, I can sleep a little better and cope with the reality that I can't always be there to protect my kids from huge ships, especially as they become adults. I'm confident that my teens, when confronted by a huge ship, um, are much better prepared to make wiser decisions than I did. At the very least, my children certainly know that they can always come to me if they have any concerns, questions, or just need my support when it comes to the topic of huge ships. Now, at the bottom, would you kindly read how many people found this review helpful? (laughs) 10,207 people. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's awesome. So I don't even know how these things happen. I have to imagine this probably happened on Reddit Mm -hmm. or something where someone pointed out what a dumb name this book was, and then people started writing these mock reviews. Um, but we've been reviewing books for a long time, and, and there there can't be more than a handful of books we've reviewed that have eighteen hundred Amazon reviews, right? Um, let alone ten thousand people finding a review helpful. Uh, I, I I'm not even sure how how we got out of the subject tonight. This went from car cars for podcasting to how to avoid huge ships. Well, I know there have been other ones, and I, I feel like and again I also thought we talked about this on the podcast, but didn't we didn't we run into weird reviews for that that honey that comes in the the bottle shape of a bear? Yeah, there was parody reviews of uh, like honey bears. Um, yeah, there was like yeah, it was a whole like horror story. Actually, the how to avoid huge ships. Reminds me of a personal story. Oh, do tell. People yeah. are going to think it's totally a setup. No, it's, well, no, it's not. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember, back in, I think, 2008, um, I was working at that newspaper and I got laid off. And um, I spent like three weeks in San Francisco. Yes, on a ship. Maybe on a not boat. a huge ship. On, yeah. a bo- on a boat for, for yeah. part of it. Um, and so, yeah, my buddy Sean had the sailboat. And um, one day... I've probably told the story before. One day I was I was just kind of kicking around San Francisco, and he texts me, and he's like, where are you? And I was like, I'm by the Embarcadero. And he's like, meet me at Pier 1 and a half. And I went down there, and he fucking comes sailing up from, because he, he, he stayed in Berkeley. So he came across the bay on his boat, and we just met up and had, like, burritos. Did I ever tell you that story? I don't believe so. So, yeah, he sails over, gets off on the, you know, he docks his boat. On, the, on Pier 1 and a half and gets up and we just kind of walk around San Francisco a bit and go and have burritos. And then by the time we're ready to go back to, you know, Berkeley, it's nighttime. So we're sailing back from San Francisco to Berkeley at night. And it was very beautiful, like sailing away from a city and it's all lit up and everything. And I'm just kind of enchanted by that. And I think it's kind of, you know, it's kind of cool. It's the first time I've ever been on a boat at night, like in the bay. So... It's just kind of a fun experience. And then he's like, you know, there's all these big cargo ships that sail through the bay here. And like 
by law, they only have to have like one light in the front and one light in the back. So it's so easy to just like sail right into the side of a fucking cargo ship. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so I was like terrified that any moment we were just going to get crushed by a massive ship. I mean, I've seen a lot of garbage GoFundMes, but maybe we should do a GoFundMe for your friend and get him a copy of this How to Avoid Huge Ships. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is like a glut of just shitty GoFundMes right now, but I think I feel like that would be just raise the $116.01 that we need. Yeah. I mean, good. how hard can it be? It's funny because this book doesn't actually have a synopsis. Yeah, that's good. But I actually, when I saw that, I was like, it's not as funny as maybe you think because like... It probably is pretty easy to just smash right into the side of one of those giant bastards in the middle of the night. The other, whatever, fake Amazon review thing that I remember pretty well, um, partially because of my uh, employer, was Bic came out with pens called Bic for her. Yeah. Yep. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. They're, they were just like girly colored pens. They're like pink or something. Yeah. Yeah. They're pink and purple, I believe, or like maybe a lavender or something. But yeah, and then the reviews were... We're all wonderful, like how lucky women are to finally have pens that, you know, aren't masculine and that they could write with their dainty little hands with a pen. Like, yeah, so yeah. it's a little bit of a backlash against Bic for for doing what I think they thought was just goddamn brilliant. Like, we're going to make pens specifically for women. You know, there was some dumb meeting where they're like, you know what? 70 percent of the people who buy pens are men. How do we capture that lady market? <laughs> you know, it had to be some dumb like, you know, trying to capture a market kind of conversation, not realizing how fucking patronizing it would be to, like, <laughs> designate a color for women. And then from what I understand, if I remember correctly, like, they cost more than, like, if you just bought, a, like, a non-woman pen. Well, that's hardly fair. But, yeah, I mean, essentially, they, they were priced as, like, a premium pen, you know, versus, like, a 12-pack of... <laughs> Like, like, you know, so like, like the pens you would you would pick up when you go into a car rental office, you know, the little like Bix with like the cap and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, they apparently are still available for sale. You on Amazon? Amazon? Yeah. Is it Bic for her? Bic for her. Um, okay. Now, I don't know if these are. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm. I don't know if these are actually like sold by Bic or if these are just like product that's been laying around and someone's selling. Yeah, like this one's sold by California Distribution Inc. That's the Amazon Choice one, um, and it looks like the reviews are still kind of. Do yeah. they cost seventy eight point three percent of what big for him pens do? You know that kind of. <laughs> big for beautifully smooth is what they're how they're um, building these pens. How I want yeah. my my women to be and my pens for my women. Mama and I were in the drawing room of the townhouse she has secured for the season one reading of a forbidden copy of Mary Wollstonecraft's The Vindication of the Rights of Women, secreted within a slim volume of poetry. Mama having a comfortable cozy, I guess that's supposed to be cozy, cozy close to the fire, I don't know what this means, with her bosom friend Lady Danbury when Lady <laughs> Winters and her daughter were announced, tittering with excitement about the latest scandalous. <laughs> oh, that's a... Uh... Nice. That's it. I mean, I honestly, I immediately demanded. You know what I demanded when that came out, right? Bic for him. Yeah. Yeah. Where are the pens for me, Bic? Where are the ones that are specifically for my gender? Bic for white him is what I was looking for. And I'll tell you, uh, they, they never came out with that product. 
Check your pen privilege, buddy. Um, you, you, you know me pretty pretty well outside the podcast. I mean, if anybody has pen privilege, it's definitely me. It's absolutely you. Yeah. So there's uh, there you go. Um, you should definitely write a review for um, Avis, though. I guess that's probably where I started all of this, is that Avis needs a review on their terrible customer service that required you to drive to the airport to get the car that you already reserved from them. Yeah, and that's not the, that's not the first time that that's happened. Um, it's it, so I kind of knew it was coming and I was ready to raise like the kind of hell I needed to raise. Um, so, I, but like at the end of the day, it does seem stupid where it's like th- they chose to break down their fleet of cars into classes so that you could, you know, charge different amounts for those classes. But that doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like once they got the money, it doesn't matter what car they give you. They're just like, well, you wanted a car. Here's a car. Like I called the first thing I did was I called from the app because there's an Avis app, and I was like, oh, I'm going to call this number, and um, I get this this dude from like the way he answered the phone. I was like, I know this guy doesn't give a damn about anything, <laughs> and um, I explained my situation. He's like, well, well, this is reservations. This isn't customer service. What do you want me to do? And I was like, well, you didn't give me the car I wanted. He's like, well, that's what they had. And I was like, wow. So I said, all right, tell me who I need to call to get them to give me the car that I reserved. And he's like, well, you have to talk to customer service. He was going into this thing. And once mm-hmm. he said customer service, I hit end on, <laughs> on the call. Yeah. Like I didn't even didn't want to spend any more time with this little jerk. And so uh, the nice guy on customer service took care of everything for me and it all worked out. But it did. It was 40, 40, 40 miles of driving that. I shouldn't have had to do it was in their car yeah that's the thing i was like yeah, yeah. It's, you're paying for gas it's fine i drove it <laughs> i drove that fucking jeep compass pretty rough on the way to the airport did you did you feel like it didn't drive quite right now I, again this is probably a newer model but i drove a 2012 probably jeep compass <laughs> so I like the way they looked yeah but then I got in it, and I swear we got like a block away, and I like did a U-turn. The guy's like, "Is everything okay?" I was like, "I don't like this car." <laughs> well, first of all, the seats are not very big. It's obviously like a smaller, like an mm-hmm. intermediate size SUV. It's not mm-hmm. for like, it's not a big roomy SUV. So that was the first thing. But like, I put my foot on the gas, and I, I could count to three before like that engine responded. Was kind of like yeah. like the thing I so like wasn't super impressed with it. On top of um already being pissed but like yeah that my my foot was to the floor on that thing a lot i was driving that thing pretty ragged yeah i also had a negative um customer service experience for which i have not complained yet but i feel it's going to happen <laughs> it's building uh, well there there's a reason have you uh, have you ever gotten a, a passport yes so was it recently oh, no it was, I mean, it was over a decade it was about 10 years okay. ago Right, but you were an adult, so you have a pretty good recollection of yes. getting a passport. Yeah. The process for getting a passport doesn't seem terribly difficult because, uh, and, and this is just how I do things. I was like, huh, I got to get a passport. How the hell am I going to figure this out? And I was like, oh, maybe I'll Google how do I get a passport. And I get a page that's for the, I don't know, Federal Travel Bureau or something. And I was like, oh, okay, I need a birth certificate, I need my driver's license, I need to fill out a form. I need a picture and I need $145. I was like, I can do this. I can do, look, the Sounds form's simple. online. Yeah. 
So I, I fill out the form online, which is awesome because you can fill it out online. And then when you're done, it, it exports to like a PDF and you can print it. Yeah. So, you know, I, I do this and, and I should specify that there are a lot of little boxes to fill in when you're doing this. But they also have what are called required fields. Are you familiar with required fields? Yeah, I won't let you continue without filling it out, right? Right, right. So I get through I get through this. I'm able to print a PDF. I go, I need a two-by-two two photo. So I go, okay. So I take my phone out. I take a selfie. And I go, I'm going to go to Walgreens and see if I can just print out two-by-two. Because, two. you know, they have those little yeah. machines. And they do passport photos. So this should be super simple, right? Mm-hmm. I go into Walgreens, they will not print you a two-by-two photo. But they will charge you $15 to take your picture and print you out a two-by-two photo versus the, you know, 40 cents it would cost if you were just printing, like, a (laughs) three-by-five photo that you already have. I see what you're saying. Okay. So I go, never mind. I will do this at home, and I will cut this out. So I do this, right? I've got my now. So now I've got my form, and I've got my picture, and I decide I'm going to go to the library because what I discovered is the post office, at least the local post office, requires an appointment to get your passport done. Wow. But the library allows you to do this anytime they're open as long as you're there an hour prior to close. So I go, well, I'm going to I'm gonna go to the library. Attempt number one, I go to the library. I do forget, and this is totally on me, I forget to bring a check with me because um, I should probably explain. A check is a piece of paper. <laughs> That people used to write on. I think about t- talking about to... someone from the Czech Republic. Yeah, yeah. That used to write like a, it's essentially an IOU that they can turn into a bank <laughs> and get the money from me. I know it sounds crazy. Oh, like a like a paper guarantee kind of. Yeah, it's it's fucking bizarre, right? But people used to do this, and they used to do it a lot. And although I saw I needed a check, it seemed so bizarre to me that I just immediately put it out of my mind. But I get there, and while I'm waiting to talk to this this man at the library, and I say that with some disdain because, um, I, like, how do I say this? I, I don't want to sound like I'm body shaming somebody. Okay, I'm not. But when you are of a size that your shirt allows, like, six inches of your belly to hang out from under it while you're helping people, like, mm. they, they, there's some wardrobe issues that you should take care of, right? Mm. Yeah. But I go, no big deal. I've got all my stuff, except I don't have the check. So I, I, he was helping a couple when I walked in, and he said he'd be with me as soon as he was done. And then I realized it right before like he was ready to take me. I said, dude, I'm sorry. I totally forgot my check. I'm going to have to come back tomorrow. And he goes, well, let's go through your paperwork and make sure everything else is cool. And I go, well, what the fuck? I'm here anyway, right? So, so we sit down, and I, I, I pull out all my stuff. I've got my license is my ID got my photo and i've got the application really all i'm short is this check and he looks at the photo and goes ah, i don't know so i look at him and i go well what what don't you know he's like i don't think this photo is quite right so well, it's two by two it's head and shoulder shot and he pulls out this little template thing and he puts it over it and i'm watching and i go the template even looks right like i could see what he's looking at yeah. like my head has to fit pretty close to where the circle is, but my face has to be a specific portion of, right? Right, right. So I look at that and I go, man, I did pretty good for not having a template. And he's like, yeah, I don't. And he pushes the photo back to me like I've made him an offer and he's not interested. <laughs> Slides it back across the table. 
He goes, yeah, I don't think the photo is going to work. So I go, okay. I said, I will, uh, I, do you guys do photos here? And he's like, no, we're going to be soon though. So no help but at go, all. But, but you don't, but you don't now, like, right. And he goes, no, 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 no. So I go, okay, I'll go to Walgreens and pay them $15 for the photo. He goes, all right, well, let's look through your application. It, and it's a two page app you print out like eight pages, but you only need two of them. Right. Yeah. And he looks at it and he says, okay, okay. And he's kind of bouncing his finger along the boxes. And then he gets to the one where it has, you have to put the name of your parents, mm-hmm. which I thought was a little weird, but okay. And he goes, again, he makes this sound. <laughs> so I, go, I go, uh, everything. Okay. He goes, yeah. Um, you didn't put down where your parents are born. And I go, oh, I go, I don't believe that was a required field. I think to myself, should I explain to him what a required field is? <laughs> He's like, yeah, but they really want you to fill out as much as possible. He's like, if you don't know where they were born, you could put unknown. So I, I'm looking at him. <laughs> That's the same like, thing as not filling any information. Yeah, in. yeah. So I go, okay, all right. Look, I go. Um, maybe I'll just redo the. Maybe I'll just redo the form when I get my check, and then go pay Walgreens for the photo. And he's like, "Well, well, okay." He goes, "Oh, I also I saw in here. So you had a passport before? Now let me explain. I believe I first had a passport when I was four years old because that's the first time I traveled internationally. Mm-hmm. And the last time I traveled internationally, I was fifteen years old. So I think I may have had to get maybe a passport when I was like fourteen or something, but I I don't remember because. To be honest, it was 30 plus years ago. And I go, I go, yeah, but man, it was a really long time ago. He's like, well, you have to fill out a lost passport form. And uh, he goes, well, did you report it lost or stolen? And I said, no. I said, because I don't really think it was lost. I I just think it probably expired because I didn't use it. And I said, my parents probably, I don't know, threw it away or shredded it or, or, or something. He's like, yeah, you have to report it lost. Jesus Christ. And I go, you know, I feel like on the website I addressed this thing. and something about it being more than 15 years. He's like, yeah. So he cans me a form. And I said, no, I'll fill this out digitally, too. So I'm completely defeated, right? Like, I only needed three things. <laughs> and, and I failed. Like, well, I needed four things. And I failed on three counts. So I, I go home. And I redo the form. And I fill out where my parents were born. and where. But again, as I'm doing this, I'm looking. And there are no little red asterisks. Right. But inevitably, when you fill out a form like that, you know, you miss something and you go to hit next and they're like, whoa, whoa slow down, buddy. Yep. You need to check that this phone number is your mobile phone or you can't like move forward. Right. Like you have right. to pick. So I go, yeah, these are definitely not required fields. But I, I do what the slob asked me to do. Did you say the slob? The slob. Yeah. This guy was. Yeah. He was so we're he referring was, to him as the slob now. Slob. Yes. All right. So, yeah, because there will be other players that become involved in this. See, I thought uh, you called him a man suspiciously because he was using a Bic for her pen. Oh, no. I didn't even notice what kind of pen he was using. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but so I, I, I do that and I fill it out and I go, all right, let me go look at this lost or stolen passport form. <laughs> and now you have to fill out all the same information that you filled out, oh, right? Name, social security number, birth date. So I'm going through all of it. And then they're like, date of issue of passport. And I'm like, why? Well, I don't know. And I try to put unknown because it's not a required field, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to take into consideration what, what I'm trying to get ahead people. of the slob, but it won't let you do it. Cause it'll only let you enter like eight, you know, numeric numbers, like the mm-hmm. date. 
And then there's a little box that says, did you, did you lose your passport more than 15 years ago? And I click yes. And I hit next. And a message pops up on the screen saying, you do not have to complete this form. Vindication right there. Right. It's like, all right. All right. Take so that I'm going to go to Walgreens. I'm going to drop my 15 bucks. Take me about 15 minutes. I can do this on my way to work tomorrow. I go to Walgreens. And, and this is no judgment <laughs> on, uh, on your mom at all. Quite frankly, my but just imagine if we took my mom and your mom and we took them to Walgreens and then handed them a camera and said, we need exact <laughs> passport photos. <laughs> oh, I see where you're going with this. This is essentially what I ran into. The woman comes over. So I, I go over to the cashier and I go, hey, can I get someone? I need a passport photo. And she goes, uh, yeah. But like she doesn't pick up a phone or anything. She walks away from the register and just starts walking into the aisle somewhere. <laughs> And, and like two minutes later, like this she woman walks up, and I think she says, and I'm not clear. I mean, I'm sure she. This is what she said. Now I thought she said at the time, "Well, I'll try and see if I can do this." Well, I mean, yeah. So I go, "Well, that's okay," because they must have a super fancy camera that has like the oval cutout like built into it. Was my thought. I but mean, you're she, really giving them the benefit of the doubt on that one. She pulls out a camera. That's probably like a two megapixel, <laughs> like Canon, I don't know, elf camera from like 15 years ago, right? Something like Andre Agassi was doing a commercial yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then now, now I, I I know a little bit about photography. I'm not I'm not a professional photographer by any means, but this is where it all starts to go horribly wrong, right? <laughs> she has me stand in front of a. They have a little screen they pull down, which is a white background. And she goes, "Okay, just stand by the screen." And she's holding the camera in front of her. She's trying to take a picture. And I'm thinking, like, I feel like she's way too far back. Like, I feel the distance she's standing. She's either zoomed in a lot, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, or she's taking a picture of my entire torso. And she takes a couple of them. And, and she goes, OK, now I just got to go. I just got to go print this. And I go, all right, well, maybe this is going smoother than, than I thought when I thought I heard her say she was going to try to do this. But she runs into the first problem, which is she doesn't know what the password is. <sighs> She has to call somebody. And now a second woman shows up who doesn't look really confident. So the two of them muddle through this. So they finally get the password. It takes like two or three minutes. The original lady. Uh, so she puts in a memory card. Right? She takes the memory card out of this camera. <laughs> like a one, one gigabyte memory card from 15 years ago. And a bunch of pictures immediately populate on the screen. But I don't see mine. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I don't think it saved the picture. Which so, is not how cameras work. But I, yeah, I noticed the, the the bar on the side. Like you can scroll down. She's like, huh? And she goes, she goes, it didn't save the pictures. And she goes, oh, that's kind of weird. And I go, maybe you should scroll down. And she looks at me and then looks back at the screen and doesn't doesn't do anything. And she says again, yeah, it just didn't save the pictures. So she ejects the card. They come up again. Well, the, the second the other lady clearly much better at this right says well let me take care of it <laughs> and she gets like super close when she's taking the picture so i have a little higher confidence level like i feel like she's the right distance away to actually get the picture and maybe because if you're farther away it won't save the picture i don't know what kind of camera they're using <laughs> so she just snaps like three or four photos with me with just a perturbed look on my face at this point and they go through the process again where they they put the card back in and she goes yeah still not on here and i'm like maybe you should scroll down 
And she looks at me again, looks back at the screen. And I said, is there any way you can just scroll down on that page? And she looks at me again and then scrolls down. She goes, oh, here's your pictures. And there's like 12 pictures of me. <laughs> <clears throat> like pictures so, that don't look like the ones that they should have been taking. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And they, that's exactly what it was. The first few were like me all the way down like my knees. <laughs> and then this other one looked looked about right, you know. And that's what the woman says, which I also should have been concerned about. She's like, oh, yeah, this looks like it's just about the right size. And, and I don't think to myself, I should be like, hey, you have a template. Can we can we look at it a little more closely? <laughs> because really, it looks like the picture that I turned in, but I'm wearing a different shirt. So now they take it behind the counter and I go, well, this 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 is it like this. This should be just a quick printing. And they proceed to Photoshop the background white. Over the course of about 10 to 12 Wait, minutes. Didn't you tell me that you were standing in front of a white? Like... Sure. But it's gray because they don't use any kind of lighting on it. So I'm not really <laughs> sure why they even bother having it. Okay. And she's explaining to the woman. And now I'm just hearing snippets of it through my fuming, right? Like I'm just angry at this point. But she's like, yeah, so you can make the circle smaller, like if you want to get closer. But I don't know if that really helps at all. And I'm watching them just very slowly color the background white to this photo. So I pay them the 15 bucks. I go back to the library and I'm glad when I walk in, I said, hi, I need to talk to somebody about a passport. And the young lady's like, I will be right with you. And I was like, well, it's not the guy from last night. This is a good thing. Except that the events play out in exactly the same fashion. She does the same shit to you. She gets the photo that Walgreens gave me and she's like, it's really close. <laughs> and I it's said, yeah, sharp, it's the sharp inhale that really I gets said, me. Yeah, I said, I, it must be part of their training. That, that's the only explanation for <laughs> well, it. Well, what do I do when the picture doesn't look quite right? And they're like, have you ever gone? <sighs> yeah. So she explains to me, just like, I see, see the oval, like your face kind of touches <laughs> the sides, but towards the bottom, like where your chin dips it, not so much. And I go, What's the worst that can happen? She's like, they'll ask you for another photo. And I was like, I think I have enough time before I'm traveling. Let's just go ahead and do it. So she goes over my application, and there's nothing wrong with my application because I filled out every goddamn, every line. Didn't matter if it was required or not. But then she goes, oh, I see here that you previously had a passport. And I said, yeah, I did. She says, you need to fill out for a lost or stolen passport. And if I look, I said, no, I don't. I said, because when I did it online and I said that it was over 15 years, it redirected me to a page that clearly stated, I don't need to do this. And this bitch pulls out a form and slides it over to me. She goes, let's go ahead and fill it out anyway. Holy shit. You're kidding me. I am not kidding, dude. I'd have pulled out like a tablet and been like, let's do this online. Yeah. Well, at this point, I'm just so fucking annoyed that I just take a pen and I just fill it out and, and whatever. But, I mean, this process was so fucked. So that's why I said I haven't complained yet. It is going to rain hell. Do you remember my war on Starbucks? Are you going to go to war on the public library? It will pale in comparison to the war on Walgreens if I have to go <laughs> have those women take my fucking photo again. Well, here, I mean, if you think about it, too, like, after you left, at one point, they were both on some, like, slim fast 15-minute break or whatever. And, and they were like... Ooh, that passport today. Ooh, that was a rough one. Oh, it <laughs> like, was just you were a my... you were a challenge for them. Yeah, and I just don't understand why the process is that hard. I honestly don't understand 
why I couldn't have just used my webcam to take a photo of myself, upload it online, paid with a credit card, never left the house. I mean, realistically, that's how it should be. Yeah. Yeah. So any rate, I know that was a really long story, but it's it clearly if you didn't tell, it's been it's been eating me alive since Friday. So my memory um, of getting a passport was um, I just rolled in one day to the uh, uh, I went to I first went to a Walgreens and I got I probably paid fifteen dollars for a photo, but it was by someone who was competent and um, there was no problems. And then I took that photo and all the, you know, necessary identification and stuff. And I went to the Palatine um, post office. It was like 20 minutes. They're like, when are you traveling? I'm like, oh, you know, it's in like five weeks or whatever. They're like, you're going to need to pay to expedite this if you want to make sure you get your passport in time. It was like $50 more or something. I was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, let's do it. I knew I was going to have to. And all the paperwork was done, shipped out, got a passport like a couple weeks later. Just super easy. That's the other thing. The first day that I was in there and I was trying to get the passport um, by photo printed, I asked the guy who I believe is the manager and probably the one who trained the two women in <laughs> retrospect. Yeah. Because he I go, I go, I asked him, I said, hey, how much is it to get a passport photo? And he's like, it's 15 bucks. I said, it's 15 bucks with a question mark after it. And he said, yeah, but you get two of them. What the fuck is the other one for? Did you? What well, do you? I, I'm assuming you didn't think to ask him that. No, because at that point I was super early in the process. So at no point, like I, I brought two of them the second day, but the girl like looked at both of them. And, and I, I honestly think, <laughs> hand to God, dude, I don't have the one anymore. I think they just printed the same photo out twice. I don't even think they like took a shot at like, maybe this one is better. Like you know what I mean? Like right, different right. fit or whatever. Because she just grabbed one and took it. it. But, yeah, now that I think about it, that's how they justify 15 bucks. He said, yeah, but you get two of them. And I don't know what the second one is for. You're like, so that I can, you're like, I don't have dual citizenship. I'm not trying to get two separate yeah. passports. Yeah. It's like you give it to a friend. Like if you take <laughs> one of those photos in the booth. Here, put this in your wallet, buddy. Yeah. So, at any rate, I've got something for you. I don't want to ruin a surprise, but I got something for you next time I see you. Something you put in your wallet. <laughs> Well, it'll have to be when I get back from Austin, Texas. It's it's a it's a picture of me looking really confused <laughs> and perturbed at the same time. It's two inches by two inches. That's about as much room as I have for you in my wallet. Well, I've always got two inches for you, buddy. Wow. Woo! That's all I need from you. That's all I need. This has been an interesting conversation so far, my friend. Yeah, I mean, this um, is why I don't go in public very often, because most of the stories sound exactly like that. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I don't know, man. Like, it's weird. Sometimes what should be a very simple transaction, like getting the car that the company promised that mm-hmm. they would give you based on the money that they already took from you, um, that should be an easy thing. Or having your photo taken. Like, I can't oh, think of anything that's easier. Fucking, all right. <laughs> you know how it's easy to get your fucking photo taken? I got something in the mail the other day because I ran a red light. Guess what? I can see myself in that photo. <laughs> you probably could have used that for a passport photo. A goddamn pole took a picture of me. I had one of those, and I uh, I just ignored it. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be the. I'm gonna be the. Very nice. <laughs> no, you know what? And that's the whole thing. Like, it gets really weird 
because they really can't do anything to you because you don't actually appear in court. Right. Like if you just don't show up, they just keep asking you to pay for it. And I will tell you a secret. And I'm sure that the government is listening and now there will be a raid on my home. <laughs> but they just like, we'll put it on your credit report. And I'm like, that's cool. I'll just dispute it. And guess who doesn't have that on their credit report after saying, I don't even know what this is. That was my response to this <laughs> ticket for me. Um, you know, you said running a red light. I mean, this was more like it was late at night and like I didn't stop completely to like the no yeah. turn on red. That's you well. Know. That's what mine was a right yeah. turn. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Right turn on red. Left turn on red is apparently a little more illegal. I guess. More severe. But, yeah. Well, and I was just like, yeah, I'm not paying this. And there was no picture of me. It was a picture of the license plate of my car. So. Right. Well, here's the bullshit of so. I apparently so they tell you the date of the incident, and I'm like, oh wow, that was like six weeks ago, and then they're like, your payment is due. A week from the day I got the fucking ticket. Nice. And I'm like, well, you're waiting at least six weeks because that's how long you waited to tell me about it. So, but on the back of it, the warning was something like if you have more than five unpaid violations of blah, 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 your license could be suspended or something. And I was like, well, no. you're number one. So I guess we're going to be waiting on this for a while. <laughs> that's why I said it's almost like a parking ticket. Yeah. Because there's no real witness. The witness is like the guy that reviewed the footage of the video. Yeah. But in my case, it was it was the my back license plate. So yep. who was driving that car? Well, I don't know. They they in the ticket, they say, like, anybody who mm. who's registered, blah, 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 is responsible regardless of who's driving that kind of thing. Hey, if anybody is like a traffic lawyer who's listening um, <laughs> and can help me with this bullshit, I just was pissed because I was like, like, literally I get the ticket and it's like, I have to pay seven days from now, seven weeks after they fucking took a picture of my car. It's BS. What, what town was this in? Uh, um, Fox River Grove. Okay. So, and then like a week later, I'm driving through that exact same like intersection and the light goes yellow as I'm like <laughs> turning right. And mm. I was like, these motherfuckers are going to get me again. So I was like super paranoid about it, but I still went through and I was like, you know what? Fuck these people. Yeah. So there's the my one, war. The one I got was um, it was a few years ago, but it's right at the intersection when we meet, when we have to do a book exchange right by that for Tellos. Oh, yeah. 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 That's where mine was. I was coming back from mm. a meeting. I think we had to go to dinner afterwards. And so it was like eight o'clock at night. There's really not a whole lot going on there. But yeah. yeah, that's that's where I got mine. But yeah, I just didn't pay it. Fuck them. Like there, there's almost a. Like, I feel that if you're going to get a ticket for something, they should have had an actual policeman sitting there. Like, that's my thought, is that using technology seems yeah. like a little bit of cheating Yeah, to me, well, I, I mean, I can, see, I can see it from their perspective, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, that's shitty. I, I, I'm, forget it. I'm agreeing with you. I well, changed I, my course. Like, my thought at the time was, I watched the video, or the, the photo, or what, I don't remember. I think it was a photo. I don't even think it was a video. And I thought to myself, like, I know how I drive. I'm not that guy yeah. that's like tearing down the street. I'm like, would a cop that was sitting nearby have even bothered pulling me over? And I came to the conclusion, probably not. Yeah, like I didn't do something enough that a cop would have been like, I'm actually going to turn on my siren, get out of my car and talk to this guy. So whatever. Fuck him. Yeah. Fuck him. Fuck him. I do like the politicians will run on 
like abolishing red light cameras as part of their agenda because <laughs> they know the platform, like, yeah. who the fuck supports red light cameras. Like you are immediately, um, you know, garnering the votes of everybody that's ever gotten that letter. Right. Like I'm you... voting for this guy because he knows that we shouldn't have this bullshit. It doesn't matter what the rest of his, you know, the rest of his stance on things are. He's likely yeah. to get like, you know, a good percentage of votes just based on saying I want to abolish red light cameras. Yeah, like the guy in high school who got senior class president because he gave everybody cookies. That happened? What kind of high school did you go to? Well, it was, shitty. It was a shitty high school. <laughs> one, but one literally, a bunch of fat kids from all the cookies that were being fatties. paid out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did not vote for him in spite, just despite him. I took the cookie. <laughs> you bit into it and you looked at him like, I'm voting for the other guy. Yeah. Fuck you. I'm and voting ate for the rest Bill. of the cookie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, hey, did you get a book in the mail today? I did get a book in the mail. It is, um, I think, the thickest book. Yeah, dude. It's, that I've ever gotten? It's T-H-I-C-C. It's that kind of thick. Right. Can you explain that to me? Like, I know what it's used for, but how did how did somebody I know, drop a K, add another C? It's, I, I don't know. It's all... Okay. It's just the digital shit. It's either through texting or social media. Like it just became one of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's thick. Maybe three C's. It's got a lot of pages. It's like seven hundred pages. That is, uh, yeah, that's a lot. Would you care to read? I don't have it near me. It's downstairs. No, I don't Would have mine. Yeah, oh, okay. I don't have mine reach. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the book is. It's about Al Capone and Elliot Ness and the Untouchables. And it's like I feel like it's a historical book more than anything. Um. But like one of the, you know what? I'm gonna go get it because there was an interesting point. So uh, I'll be right back. Scarface and the Untouchable, Al Capone, Elliot Ness, and the Battle for Chicago, with authors A. Brad Schwartz and Max Allen Collins. Does Max Allen Collins sound familiar? Vaguely. Yeah. Um, Max Allen Collins wrote Road to Perdition. Ah. That fucking, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that book that was made into a movie. Yeah, yeah, he did. He also wrote No One Will Hear You and Query's War and Query and a bunch of other shit, too. Yeah. Query in the Middle. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, yeah, and this other person writes a lot of, for a lot of, like, This American Life and New York Times and Washington Post and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Seven, let's see, 699, 700 pages. Yeah. So, you want to? Did I tell you already? I told you the first thing I thought when I got this, right? Yeah, yeah, you did. This is. Um, I decided we get all these arc books, uh, these advanced reader copies that we're never going to do anything with, and I want to give back to the world, mainly myself. Hollowed out books. How familiar are you with hollow, hollowed out books? I mean, they're used to to store drug paraphernalia, I believe, right? Yeah, and yeah, cash so. and stuff. Yeah. So I decided I'm going to hollow out some books, and then I have to get some drug paraphernalia. I was going to say, to be fair, I don't think you have any drug paraphernalia, and I know you don't have any cash. Definitely. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so true. I don't. Um, so, But I've looked up some uh, some tutorials on online about how to hollow out a book. Um, so this one's probably not going to be one of my test subjects, but I've got dozens of books that have been just shipped to us that are like Christian romance or, you know memoirs and stuff that i'm never going to read so maybe i'll practice on those i mean um, it's really you've started a long time ago because you used one book for packing material 
used another book for a coaster for years. Yeah, I'm 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 really the king of repurposing repurposing books. Yeah, uh, at least on this podcast, the king of of the two of us. The, yeah, yes, of the two of us, you are. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely the king of repurposing books. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm gonna hollow out. But the thing is, like, it shows every tutorial I watch. It's some poor bastard with like an exacto knife, mm-hmm. just kind of scraping it along like the same track to cut out mm-hmm. page after page after page. That that's not my style. I don't want to do that. So I'm like I'm I'm on the I'm in the market right now for some sort of like power tool equivalent that I could just like bzz, like you know saw down. Like I mean I guess you could probably use like a Dremel tool. You think so with Dremel? You need a pretty you need a pretty thick blade like long T-H-I-C-C. like not thick but yeah like wide blade I guess. <laughs> um, it, does it involve my my first guess? I've never looked into this. Is probably you you glue the pages together? Yeah. So essentially, like you pull you pull apart you pull aside like a handful of pages in the front and the back mm-hmm. and then you cut out the center of the middle pages and then once the center is cut out of all those pages then you glue either you glue along the inside edges that just got cut out or i've seen some where you like glue along like you flip page after page and like you glue individual pages sounds fucking terrible sounds, yeah so i like the one yeah. where you just glue the inside edges um, it seems a little faster, a little more efficient. Probably get high on that glue too. So there's something that that's that's something. Yeah. Or for twelve sixty seven, you could buy a small faux book safe on Amazon. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. I just have so much free time, and all these books. It's funny how many of them are dictionaries. Because if you're like, <laughs> who's ever going to crack open a dictionary? Well, but you but that would be the first them. place I would look because who has a fucking dictionary? Yeah, you can get like the Art of War. Yeah. But then, all right, this is weird. So the book clearly on the front says the Art of War. The description says Greek Art Dictionary Diversion Book Safe with Key Lock. Yeah, the Art of War is not Greek. Greek at all? Like not even, not even close. Oh, maybe I do need one because there's a picture of one that has a goddamn passport in it. And the reason you have to protect that passport is so you don't have to go through that fucking you have process to fill out that again. Form later on, yeah. <laughs> it all makes sense now. I was oh. gonna. I did want to make you. Um, I did. I did want to make a book safe with the hollowed out shape of like a vape mod. Mm-hmm. You know, for those secret vapes, you don't want people to find. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not shy about people <laughs> seeing me vaping. All right. I don't know if you've noticed, I do it every chance I get. Yeah, it's kind of a thing with you. You're probably doing it right now. I did. Uh, <laughs> I was. <laughs> I muted uh, you so that it doesn't come through on the. Yeah. I, I'm muting I, myself, I guess I should say. Well, I do have two copies of House of Leaves. So. Don't I, do it. I could. Uh, don't do it. The one that's not signed, I could I could, book safe that one. I don't know. And, and I guess it's it's destroying anyway. a book either way, but. Like one of them is a good book, and the other one was an unsolicited seven hundred page book on a story that's been told probably a thousand times. Well, I'm thinking like if someone shows up and they're like, "Well, what book doesn't look like it fits in Rob's collection?" Like it would be the Al Capone book. Yeah. So they would go right to that and be like, "Well, here's all his passports. Here's his passports." Yeah. <laughs> And they're and, like, fuck, I was hoping there'd be a vape bot in one of these. God damn it. Why is there just a bunch of unopened drug paraphernalia in here? 
Yeah, yeah. I've got it, so. but I've never used it. <laughs> They're like, I don't know, is this a little pot pipe or the world's smallest dildo? I can't tell. <laughs> I'm like, well, have I you know... ever seen those? Have you ever gone into a shop that sells like the little glass, like a, the one hitters? Is uh, that what they're called? Yes. Yeah. Wait. Uh, yeah. 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 They all look like like little miniature dildos. I mean, I thought they made them to look like cigarettes and stuff. Or are we talking about something different? Oh, I guess I'm talking about these little, they're little pipes that are very phallic shaped. Maybe I haven't. It's been a while since I've been to a head shop. Yeah, I um, there's, a, there's a vape shop I go to that also sells that kind of stuff. And I always think, like, if you use that, it looks like you're, like you're blowing the world's smallest dick. <laughs> Which, I mean, maybe that's what someone wants to do. I mean, sure. Listen, there are all kinds of fetishes in the world. And they hide it in how to avoid huge ships. Right. Yeah. This it's is all. Out. Yeah. It's all hollowed out. Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, I think that we've exhausted every <laughs> we've every, every topic together in some weird yeah, way. And yeah. I think that uh, again, always surprised. Um, what is what is the the count on this? You know, we're about we're, an hour. Yeah, we're about an hour. Yeah, forty five minutes of complaining about passports, and you get you get to an hour. So, <laughs> anyway. Well, thanks for listening to complained. Yeah. Griped. Griped. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So thanks for listening to the super special um, in advance edition uh, interlude episode. Usually, what happens when we do something like this, we just go a week without, or it's like a weird, you know, like thirteen days between episodes or something. So this time uh, we wanted to bring you some content, even while Rob is uh, is traversing the uh, the interstates all the way to Texas. Hell yeah. Um, our next episode, if memory serves correctly, will be a, uh, a book live. Yeah, this is something that uh, half of the people that are involved are going to be very excited about. And uh, that would be Jesse and I. And um, the other half, very not excited about, uh, very vocally unexcited. And that would be you and Misty, uh, because it's going to be National Beach Day booked live. Um, and I'm very excited about this because um, it means that we're we're going to talk about the movie Baywatch. I told you I watched that movie, right? Yeah, it, it came up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not going to watch it again. <laughs> All right. So, so that's where I'm at with that. Um, uh, yeah. So that'll be our books live. And, and again, um, we'll be recording that. The 25th of August, so if you you know we can clear your calendar right now, make sure you're available for that. But we'll be sending out reminders on social media uh, in the days leading up to that, so that um, we have as much participation as possible. But we'll be doing that through Facebook Live and then um, podcasting it on later on. So uh, that's when we'll be talking to you next. Thanks uh, again for listening. Don't forget, uh, if you're able to, please support us over at patreon.com slash booked. And, and uh, I hate to do this because it's an afterthought, so I'm going to make a note to mention this on the on the Booked Live. Currently, you're able to go to bookedpodcast.myshopify.com. Um, there's still stuff on there for you to get if you're in the U.S., but we've limited the items to ones that can ship to the UK for the same uh, for the same price that the US shipping is. So essentially what I'm saying is if you're in the UK, um, you get a chance to get a T-shirt without paying like $15 for shipping. So we're going to leave that open uh, probably for three or four weeks and then we'll uh, we'll make a decision on the on the booked store. Um, we may be closing the store. Um, which sucks because really we just opened the store um, as far as you guys know. But uh, <laughs> there's a Shopify fee that has to be paid every month that uh, if we're unable to support that that fee through through sales, then we're just throwing away Patreon money on having a storefront. And that's not something we want to do with the super important funds that you guys uh, uh, provide us with. 
Um, so grab a book shirt while you can. If you're in the UK, you can still shop in the US. All this stuff's still available in the US. We're just limiting the SKUs to the ones that um, can be printed and shipped um, in the UK as well to give our, our UK listeners a chance. It's weird. You can only set one shipping price. Um, Did you say so what the shipping price was? I believe it's $5. Okay. Or, yeah, so yeah. it's super reasonable. I believe it's 5 bucks. Um, the The problem with it is like, you can't set one item and say this item is five bucks, but if it's going to, to, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's all or nothing. Yeah, essentially. So anyway, um, check that out. If you're interested, get a book shirt while you can, I'm not going to say they won't be available from time to time, but it's looking like this is going to be a limited, um, availability run. So, uh, grab a book shirt while you can or a coffee mug or a hoodie or a tank top or a toddler shirt. <laughs> I gotta get one of those tank tops. Um, right right now toddler shirts um second best selling item on there just fyi <laughs> that's uh not surprising to me no nope. um all right that's gonna wrap it up for this interlude uh thanks for joining us until next time i'm rob olson and i'm livia snedden keep reading